It was okay. Well, it was fun because she was DJing, but after that, I feel like you were being around straight people for too long. Oh, yeah. It's kind of yeah. It's kind of whenever my straight friends invite me somewhere, I'm always like, I always have to take to the last day to think about it. Like, I can never ever just be like, oh yeah, let's do it, let's do it. It's always like, um, could you give me like a? I'll let you know. I'll let you know that day of. I'll let you know. Like if I feel if I feel like putting myself through that stress, yeah. I promise that uh, I'll keep in contact with you because usually I'm just like, I think I only have like two straight friends right now. Max. I don't think I have any. And that's okay. I love that. Let's. <laughs> yes, we did that. Yeah. Eliminate not eliminate the straight. Uh huh. <laughs> We have to sometimes. Yeah. Well, it's just because I'm just like, I know, I think if, when I'm with my queers, mm-hmm. I always know that like I am 80, 90% sure that I'm going to be in a safe space. Yeah. And even with like, uh, people who don't like identify as queer or like anything or just gay, if you can tell like there's a little difference between that too. Oh, for sure. Honestly, going out, it was so weird because mm-hmm. earlier in the night I was like, okay, I'm going to dress up. I'm going to do it. And then at the end of it, I was just like, you know what? I'm just going to wear something I would wear on a Friday night. Girls. Who cares? Yeah. Um, and even that, that was too much for them. Yeah, because you'll go up in, like, a nice pair, like, like a diff- a slightly different pair of slacks. Like, we'll have, like, a little ridge. Yeah, I was literally only wearing pants. Girl, and straight people were like, I, I just, I could never. Like, that, like, I hate when that happens. Like, it could never That's be not... me. Like, I could never do that. Yeah. And you're just like, I mean, you're right. You could never do it. But, like. You don't have to voice it. <laughs> yeah, leave me alone. Leave me I'm alone. Just to partake in this space. I'm just trying to enjoy my friend. Yeah, okay. and breathe in everything. And no, I completely get that. It's so annoying. But I guess that's just the the way it is for straight crowds. Yeah, I mean, I'm glad she had a good set though. I'm glad you liked. Yeah, the she music. did. She had a good um, time playing. It was a fab time listening to the music. Yeah, but that was it. <laughs> um, and first, hi everyone. Welcome hi. to a little bit petty. Just snuck into our conversation there. But since we're already talking about it, let's get a little bit more into DJing. How long have you been a DJ? Oh, I started DJing. Also, let me introduce El Brujo. I didn't say that either. Hello. Hi. But how long have you been DJing? I've been DJing since 2017. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Wow. But like from there now, um, I feel like two years of it was like strictly like figuring out what I wanted to sound like. Yeah. And how I wanted to like maneuver myself in. Mm-hmm using equipment so i know there are like different types and different genres of dj mm-hmm. but like i guess i've always thought like every dj can like do anything yeah for sure but do you find yourself usually going into more of a category of like uh, a certain type of music i don't know not anymore okay not anymore okay. which has also been like really hard for me now because um i don't even know how to consider it like a genre but mm-hmm. just like club dance music in general okay like i'll be like house techno footwork mm-hmm. juke or like a lot of shit um, okay it's just about the vibe okay how do you so how do you know when do you know when the vibes are off like do you like i feel like we've seen so many movies where djs are like oh yeah i can feel that like the crowd's not doing it so i'm gonna like completely change everything that i'm doing or is it something that you're like no, the crowd will get into it because I know yeah. that my set is going to be good. Yeah. Or do you adapt to the crowd is what I'm asking. I think it's a combo. 
Okay. I think you have to like stay true to how you want the room to go and like navigate the space. Mm-hmm. But you also have to like have a reciprocity with the crowd and be like, oh, okay. okay, you guys want to bump to more techno, so I'm gonna put on a little more techno. Okay. And then take it that way. Oh, okay. So true so, to what I do. Okay, so kind of like meshing them two together. Yeah. Okay. So, what got you into nightlife? Like, what really first like kind of threw you in? Honestly, it was always something that I, like, really um, saw being in my future, Mm -hmm. even as a young kid, but I didn't really, really? see it as nightlife. Okay. I saw the glam, I saw, like, the fantasy. Yeah. Um, And I also, like, saw a lot of stuff that happened, like, in the 90s with the club kids. Oh, okay. as a young kid, that probably also did a lot of influencing. Okay. Um, But, I don't know. I just had a lot of, like random going out okay when i was younger when i was like oh my god this is it really okay so could you is there a moment that kind of uh defined that you loved it even when you were younger or even like as you could be able to get into the clubs where you were like oh this is a place for me um honestly it started with festivals okay yes (laughs) um so just a little bit of uh, yeah (laughs) Um, I fuck. It's just so many things that like what that was happening during the festival times for me and my friends. Oh yeah, how we were like always going out. Okay. Um, I just find myself. Wait, what'd you say? I just found myself like gravitating towards being a DJ. Okay. And also, my dad was a DJ. Oh, okay, okay. That makes a lot. That makes a lot of sense when you see someone else do it too. That can like kind of inspire you a little bit too. Um. Well, do you think? Who do you think is better, DJ, you or your dad? I don't know. I've never actually heard my dad DJ. Really? Yeah. yeah. Okay, okay. Is that something that you would be excited to get into? Or is it something like... Mm, maybe. Maybe just for the fact that I would like want to pull from like some of the tracks that he's playing. And okay. And put him over something completely wild and different. But you kind of want to keep that... Honestly, Separate. I would be down to see what it gives, but we don't really talk much. So it'd be oh, hard to like okay. get into a conversation like that. You'd be like... Hey, do you want to... I kind of want to hear your stuff. And he's just like, okay. <laughs> yeah, and then we'll never talk about it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay, then let's uh, switch gears a little bit into, like, where do you like to play? Like, what is like what are your favorite places to play in? Well, honestly, it's very funny because I feel like I've played more times out of the state than I have here in Chicago. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, I feel like I've had a really fab time playing in New York. Oh, nice. New York is... I feel like the most receptive to the kind of music I play. Mm. Um, and the crowd is just so lively. Okay. They let you know when they really appreciate what you're playing. Okay. Yeah. Do you think Chicago's not really like that? Is it more? Mm, no, I wouldn't say that. I just feel like there's more. Um, I would say there's enough spaces here in Chicago for the oh. niche queer music to like be something that's on a regular. Okay. Okay. That, that makes sense because like, Right now that we Chicago has like, if we want to like really count like ten really known gay clubs yeah. max, yeah. And so like you usually play more in like a, a house setting or like a, a different setting like that. I would or... say club. Okay. Club setting. Okay. Yeah. What's your favorite club to like spin at? Um, I haven't really been spinning at the gay clubs as of recently, but the mm-hmm. one that I have the most um, experience with is that Berlin. Oh, sure. okay. Yeah. Cool. That's really nice. Um, 
something that we were talking about a little bit before, mm-hmm. um, which was like how there are a lot of queer spaces also like closing down right now. Yeah. And as a DJ, how does that like not only affect you, but you see it affect other people? Yeah, well, honestly, it's kind of in tandem. Okay. Because since I'm also the one curating the space and like the environment mm-hmm. for these events to happen, um, and a DJ, um, it's hard to like want to put yourself in a standpoint where you want to make space for other people, but at the same time, okay, there is literally like physically not a lot of spaces available. Oh, as okay. of yet, as of yet. Okay. That's interesting. Yeah. So, like, how do you know when a space is good? Or, like, you know, like, this space is good to party in. Is it just, like, more open space? Or is it, like, a space that isn't surrounded by a lot of things? Or Honestly, there's a lot of different, like, variables. And it's, like, very mm-hmm. specific to where the area is. And, like, what are... Yeah, like, you're right. The things that are surrounding the area. Yeah. Um, how are people going to get over here? Yeah. Um, yeah, you have to, like, to consider the kind of crowd that you bring in. And see it- how that... And you would say like, you bring in more POC crowds, too. Oh, for sure. For okay. Sure, for sure, for sure. Is that something that you've always kind of curated to and tried to push in that type of direction of being like, oh, well, even though, like, everyone can come, mm-hmm. but I, I want to see the POC there. I want to see the POC there. Is it something that you kind of, like, advertise towards more of them? For sure. Yeah. I feel like that's definitely always been the intent is to be able to have spaces where um, you see people who look like us. Yeah. And you see people who are, you know, relating to you on such a spiritual level where like we're all here enjoying ourselves it's yeah. not like a second guess on my identity and your identity no particularly with poc people yeah i okay yes i that was one thing about going to one of those spaces that i liked was like you really feel like you are appreciated when you walk into one of those spaces and yeah. you really feel like everyone is there as a community and no one's going to be like judging you if you're just wearing like a cute little thong and bra period yeah. and like a little fur jacket and just walking around and like for me like especially when i first from when i first got here and only went to uh i only went to one club when i first like got here for some reason and it was sidetrack and i was all <laughs> with all these gays and i've I never remember, been to sidetrack it's Interesting. Hands on the Bible. It, I've never been to that track. Uh, you don't need to. I mean, to each their own. But like for me, <laughs> for me personally, uh, sidetrack wasn't my favorite space. Yeah. Only because like I really didn't feel like. Just I didn't see anyone like me. Like yeah. walking into a club and being the only black person, or being like the uh, only like black queen, because like. I also went in there for the first time in drag, mm-hmm. and baby, let me tell you something. Every cis white girl, you are so pretty. Come here, can I? Oh my god, your hair is so long. Can I touch? And like, I was wearing like this long black wig, and they were like, "I could never do this. I could never be as pretty as you." And like, true, right? But also at the same time, this is annoying. Like, I yeah. kind of just like it's always so weird to kind of find that balance of like. Wanting to, like, because of course you want to be appreciated by straight people, but also at the same time, there definitely is, like, a little bit... Theo! Down! <laughs> Theo is literally just going to sit up there. Hi! Hi, Vivi! If you aren't listening to it, Theo has just entered uh, the chat to kind of, like, just smell the new guest in the house, but now you can't get down. No, you're not going to jump. Oh, my God. No, you're not going to jump. Ooh. My baby. He's going to do it. Yeah. Yay! Okay, that was really cute, actually. You better work. Um, 
But yeah, um, getting uh, back into a little bit of nightlife. Um, what's been like your favorite party? Like or, my favorite party. Yes, like something that you were like, bitch. I can't like, like there will be nothing that lives up to this. Hmm. I don't know. Honestly, the one that comes to mind and the one that I personally have the most like, um. It was, like, the hardest thing that I've done to date was throwing this party in this, like, massive warehouse last summer. Ooh, okay. Um, called Lilith's Eden. Um, it was me and my bestie who pretty much just did a lot of the heavy grunt work. Um, it was crazy. It was a crazy party. Okay. We had a bunch of talent flying from different parts of the um, Ooh, country. Like who? Know? We had um, Aunt Puke from New York. Okay. Sick and trans DJ. Yes. Um, we have a party... Um, Who's from LA? Mm-hmm. Um, another amazing DJ. Yeah. Um, and Sid Falls. Who's from here? Okay. Have you heard of them? I have not heard of any of them, but I will put pictures right here, and other people will be able to see them because I'm yeah. just like, it's that's another thing. Like this summer, I really want to get into like nightlife and not just the clubs because mm-hmm. like, like you just like like we were just talking about like finding those spaces and really like uplifting those spaces is really really important. Yeah. And like a lot of people just don't want to see like queer people thrive like like for sure like have those spaces because yeah you said earlier if you can still talk about it like uh-huh. one of them got shut down yeah so we had actually another party um in early december of last year that got shut down like, yeah shut down like paddy wagon six cars in deep like in the alley waiting for people to come out I really don't really? know what they thought was going on, but they really were, like, coming in crazy. Oh, my gosh. That yeah. must have been really scary. They were looking to arrest people. For sure. Oh, yeah. okay. Did uh, did any... Well, I guess we can't talk about that, but... No, no one got arrested. Okay. But they definitely wanted to. They definitely wanted to try. But the thing is, is that um, for having the community that we had been able to, like, cultivate, mm-hmm. um, they knew exactly what it was when these situations were happening. Yeah, so everyone was able to record and get the police to like realize what they were doing was extremely illegal. Yeah, and they were never supposed to go through protocols like that. Really? Yeah, that's really intense. It was intense. It was very intense. And was that like one of the like uh, parties that you threw, or was it like it was a party that um, a collective that I was in threw, um, and it was just a very unfortunate series of events afterwards. Mm. Um, but yeah, it was a catalyst to a lot of realizations that we essentially are cultivating spaces, but it doesn't matter when these spaces are owned by like city landlords, yeah. a city city. Yeah. So we just have to go further and further into the um, mechanisms of wanting to get spaces up and running like yeah. the right way. And so do you, so when you say like, uh, complicated landlords is it hard to kind of find spaces that will let you throw a party do you always tell them that you're going to be throwing a party when you're using this space it depends it depends on what kind of landlord it is okay that makes sense because sometimes we have landlords who are like ready for it and like okay we've had this done before we know how to like do the procedures on how to have a good event but most of the time that's not the tea okay what would you say is like the mo one of the most important parts about nightlife and like keeping it alive. 
I will say that it's a breeding ground for inspiration for queer people, just letting them know that there's so much more than what is like surrounding us on a day to day. And sometimes our day to day isn't what we essentially want to fantasize about. No. You know? Um, nightlife is about putting yourself in an immersive fantasy. Yeah. Um, that's essentially what queer life brings to a lot of other people who are not queer, essentially. Yeah. You know, you're saying that we go to straight clubs and they are living a fantasy vicariously through us. Yeah. You know? And we're just trying to live our fucking life. Exactly. And try to just be pretty and be exactly who we are and, like, be pretty or not be pretty. Like, everyone's a little bit different. Yeah, exactly. No. Get your judge the way you do. Exactly. Um... I no, I just find that really nice and really like comforting that there's still people that are really trying to make sure that mm. this scene doesn't kind of just fade away from Chicago. Mm-hmm. Because like like you said, like there is a diff like like we've been saying, there is a difference between like uh the club scene and things like Queen mm-hmm. and then like things like uh your parties, for example. Mm-hmm. Like different levels of like gay and queer and like community it's really interesting for sure that's actually a really good way to put it and that's i'm glad that you were um able to like categorize it that way because that's genuinely how i see it yeah you know um what we have is not what the club gives and what the club is is not what we have no which no. is kind of unfortunate but you know i understand it i kind of agree because mm-hmm. like truly like the only like of course we can go out and boys time look however we want mm-hmm. like i'm not saying that but yeah. like when you go to even Queen, even when you go to Queen, you're like, oh my god, I feel comfortable here. I'm that bitch. You look at other fabulous bitches and you sit in the bathroom, talk shit, and you know, and like, or you go upstairs and smoke. Like one of the things, one of the things are gonna happen, and it's just, it's always yeah. so nice to have an environment like that. Yeah. Um. Even with that, like that environment in itself was so important to me as a queer person, which mm-hmm. honestly. I really appreciate the experience for what it was and broadening my horizons to the community yeah. that was around me that I really didn't know. Yeah. But with that being said, um, I definitely don't think it's that now. Mm. I definitely don't think it's that now. Okay. I feel like the there's more of a commodity of the queer identity um, in these club spaces. Um, and uh. it's more and more telling on the audience and the crowd that they're essentially bringing. Mm. And let's just be real. They want to make money. Yeah. And some of the queer girlies, that's not essentially the drive of life. Yeah. So when you have girls who look sickening and are, you know, giving cunt. Yeah. Sometimes the dolls can't pay because they look fab. Yeah. Girl, that... And... It um, is a very pretty penny that you have to get in there. Like, it, it is... It is not cheap and like no and don't even buy a drink. Like when I first got there, I was like, "Oh, we might get two drinks." We walk in, and then we got there, and I was like, "Oh, that that was a ticket to just walk in the door." Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's a little it's a little pricey. Yeah, which essentially also brings in a different kind of crowd yeah. and a different kind of atmosphere and another goal for the night. Yeah, I mean, it. They're definitely. I mean, this is obvious. There are definitely two types of people like Queen. Yeah, for sure. And you can definitely see the divide and the split. And, like, of course, it co-mingles. We co-integrate and, like, you know... Coexist. Coexist mm-hmm. without, like, yelling at each other. But, like, you can tell, like, mm-hmm. there are a lot of things where everyone's kind of giving a little bit of side-eye, but no one's going to say anything because everyone's like, okay. <laughs> this is, yeah. like, this is the ground for peace. Yeah, exactly. With that being said, you know, there's 
you you can find a situation in any space if you really look for it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, but um, it's just more accessible to find yourself in these um, kooky situations and altercations. Yeah, in spots that are not really catered for you. True. Yeah. I one hundred percent agree. And with that, we are going to take a quick break and be right back, y'all. Now we're sitting back down. We can kind of see our legs now. Sorry about that camera angle earlier, y'all. That was. We are we're in a better spot now. I just want to show it all out. Oh yes, give it a little leg kick. We want to see the full thing. Yes. <laughs> um, but let's get into your name, El Brujo. Where did that come from? So, um, it came from my mom. Okay. Yeah. Why did your mom call you that? And what does this like? What does it mean? El Brujo just means the witch. Yeah. Like easy Spanish translation, but I did take it a little more metaphysical and esoterically. Okay. What do you mean um, by that? So, like, the way that my artist name is spelled out, the E-L is capital. Okay. Um, because it also, E-L also stands for God. So, oh. like, higher essence of what a witch would be. So, That's like, sickening! Yeah, an elevated version of myself. Would you, so, is this the name that you always go by now, or is it more like a stage name? Um, it's definitely a stage name. It's okay. definitely a Stephanie Gaga situation. Where okay. The people who know me call me Fabian. Okay. By my real name. Um, yeah, but like if they are a little bit more of acquaintances, they call. Okay, that makes just sense. Just call me Brujo. Oh, okay. Yeah. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Do you. Is it something that you. Do you like to be called going back and forth, or is it just. I don't mind it. Okay. Yeah. I. I, I am very. It's very interesting because. Um, that's because you're a performer through and through. Like, mm-hmm. El Brujo is also, like, would you say you perform as El Brujo and drag as well? Honestly, I am. Baby. Ooh. Maybe. Okay. Maybe so. Okay. But it definitely does take on multiple, like, performance styles. Okay, cool. Because yeah. I was sitting here, I was like, uh, as I still figure, try to figure out everything, I keep going back and forth because my name's Justin Petty, and I'm like, uh-huh. ooh, should it be Petty Boop? Or should it be Skylar Badu, like completely away from like my name at all? Uh-huh. And I'm like, Petty Boop is really just a cute little name. Yeah. But then I'm like, it's also a little bit more campy. So you're a campy queen. I don't know yet. I keep going. I keep thinking of like when you're thinking about what your drag drag style is. It's hard not to be like, I want to be like this um, alien drag queen from Mars and da da da. Every look needs to be like this. And then yeah. you look at the price of everything. And, like, you're like, okay. Yeah. Because looks Honestly, are expensive. Yeah, for sure. Pretty, I truly 100% believe if you are in, uh, like, a, at least a 9, 10 out of 10 look, mm-hmm. you should be letting to a club for free. I agree. See? I agree. I'm like, I I, agree. I'm stunning on the, girl, are we, I get, like, you letting the person with a v-neck walk through. But, also, but me with the full gown, hair, earrings, mug, nothing? No. For that? For nothing? For not for 20? No. That's what guest lists are for. We need to bring back the guest list. So, like, what happened to that? Girl, I just think... I don't know. I guess I thought that was fake. I didn't realize no. that was a thing. No. It's essential. Oh. Essential for me, at least in my head, just for the fact that I know that there are the girls that I know that I love and cherish. Yeah. That I know bring the cunt looks. Bring the sickening... Looks. Yeah, no. Atmosphere. And it's ambiance. It gives to the ambiance. Yeah, because, I mean, no, everyone wants, like, everyone just wants pretty people in the club. Yeah. Like, even, like, I've seen empty clubs, and then, like, 
you'll see like you and your friends will go in like the pretty mm-hmm. girls will go in and then that club you'll see that club just slowly start to get filled yeah like, no one says anything about it but it happens literally I do it other people do it to me like when I see a pretty girl in the club I'm like what you doing here by yourself let me what's happening yeah <laughs> you it, about to make this, is this about to it's be a lit? morale thing exactly yeah I don't know I I just feel like um uh I, I don't know the girls just get more we should definitely just get more, but that's also me just being Get what greedy. we deserve. Exactly. Let's put it that way. Get get what we deserve and get what you paid get what we paid for. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Because enough about that. <laughs> let's actually get into the what this podcast is called. Let's get a little bit petty. Let's, well, let's what do is it. the pettiest thing you've ever done? Um I wouldn't say ever done, but it's just very funny because I had this story that I was recently going, um, down memory lane with with my friend mm-hmm. <laughs> my bestie my florida bestie yes so we were in miami Ooh. um and we were um honestly it was just a vacay it was just a really fun vacay yes. for us um and we went out to have you been to twist no i've never been to uh, miami oh well you gotta go there i have to fucking go, have to go. literally thing is I don't love Florida, but I want to go to fucking Miami. Miami's different, honestly. Yeah. The same, but different, but also, um, she's a crazy girl. Oh, yeah. Miami's a crazy girl. What? Okay, now I kind of want to get into Miami. <laughs> what was one of the, like, what did you really enjoy about Miami? Um, honestly, I will say, I feel like I'm really grateful that I had a very queer first experience for Miami. Okay. Because we went down there when a friend was going to play a rave. Oh, so we got to meet all the underground queer people in Miami. Yes. That I'm still, like, pretty good friends with now. Okay. Yeah. Yes. How long were you down in Miami for? Um. Well, this time that we went, we were there for a few days. I would say, like, five days. But we, like, jumped around to, like, Fort Lauderdale, okay. Miami, South Beach. Ooh. Yeah. Twist is in Miami. Okay. I think. Miami somewhere. close. Somewhere, somewhere, somewhere close. Yeah. But... Back to the story. <laughs> yes. Um, so we were out partying in Fort Lauderdale in our Airbnb. We were like off a dock. So we were just like having a good fab summertime. Yeah. Um, and a lot of the queer girlies, the, like the queer bad bitches from yeah. around the country were all in Miami too. Yes. So we were just all like I mean, um, We decided we wanted a more gayer, like simpler time. So we went to Twist. Okay. There's a gay nightclub in... Um, Florida. There we go. Okay. Florida. <laughs> um, so we went, and honestly, we were drinking buzz balls. What is a buzz ball? <laughs> it's this little, I'm pretty sure you've seen them. They're like little, like, clear, like, neon, like, balls. Okay, yes, I have. And they're just, like, different colors and shit. Yes. Um, and honestly, I did not expect that thing to really... Knock you out? It sent me. Yes. Really? Okay. Um, so I was having a fab time at Twist. Um, and then this guy came up while I was dancing, um, and we were dancing. We were okay. just dancing. Just dancing. There. Okay. And then we got the inspiration to leave the club in the midst. I wonder midst. why. Yeah, we need like, to. Um, in the midst of the partying, and I left my bestie there. I left. No. I left with this man. I left her in the club. No, not yeah. leaving your best. No. What did she say? Which okay, she was calling me, Tell and me then I answer. eventually answered, and she was like, "Where are you?" And I told her. She was like, "Well, I'm gonna get back." I was like, "It's open," and then she ended up finding a guy for herself anyway. So okay, she ended up boom. Her out. Okay, yeah. As long as it, you know what, I'm glad that story had a happy ending. It did have a happy ending. What for she, me at least? Yeah, you're. Ooh. 
<laughs> Ooh. Well, that's a story for your friend then. <laughs> well, we definitely still talk about it. It's okay. very fun. I've found a story for us to like recap on. Oh yeah. Yeah. So then let me ask the reverse question. What's been one of the most petty things that happened to you? Has someone ever done something where you were like, bitch, what the <laughs> Honestly Obviously I feel like everyone has a fair share of things that's been done to them. Yes. Honestly. Like Yeah. You know. But I feel like a lot of the times I don't really know that things are going bonkers until later on. Oh, you know I mean? yeah. When someone tells you, like, you didn't see that happen to you? Yeah. Okay. I'm. thing is, I'm kind of, kind of similar. Mm-hmm. But people really, I don't know. People really get bold-willed, like, with me sometimes because yeah. people love to, like, I've had been in a few situations where, um, um, you know, as a bigger black person mm-hmm. like people assume a lot of things about you mm-hmm. and so like i remember i was sitting in this seat and this guy uh basically just comes over and like asked me to like move to the like the window and i'm like okay let me close my legs he's a little bit older and he's like could you give me a little bit more space and i was like to have both i was like i already gave you an armrest a two armrests Wait, what was this on? it was like on a uh a train oh okay and i was like what are you doing right now like and he was just being, like, really, like, petty about, like, just a little space. Mm-hmm. And then at the end, he wants to look at me and be like, well, that's, man, I can't stand your people. I was like, my people? I was, I was looking around. No black people. So I, I was like, hmm. I was like, you are lucky that I'm on the train going to Michigan with all these white folk. Because I, I felt my whole entire chest about to pop out my yeah. heart. And then I was like, you will go to jail. <laughs> See, and that's crazy that these people are like definitely are provoking you and saying crazy shit to you, and then only for you to like get spun around and made the crazy one or like it's, the one that's overreacting. Literally, I just feel like the way wh- the way you just explained it, mm-hmm. it's just so true. People think that like getting under someone's skin shouldn't like people should be like, oh, like no, it's a joke, like da 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 da, or they'll just be like, he was just a little bit irritated, but like, why does that have to come out of me? Yeah. What if that's the come out of us like yeah. uh like either like POC people or queer people? Like what does mm-hmm. your anger have to be expressed in like hurting someone? Like why can't you just be angry and be quiet? <laughs> Honestly, I don't know cuz that's literally the route that I have to take most of the time cuz yeah. I feel like it just takes so, it takes so much out of me to get out of my character. Yeah. And I'm not saying that like being confrontational is not out of my character cuz I think it's definitely a trait that you need to have oh yeah when you want to like be assertive or whatever yeah um but yeah most of the time it's not like spun in the light that you should be no do you think that so we have kind of beat around the bush a little bit Mm -hmm. would you say that you are a little bit more of a confrontational person or do you like to get the truth out there a little bit like no bullshit Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah, for sure. But I feel like I definitely take um, more consideration and perspective on how I want to come off. Okay. But, you know, most of that is not really in my grasp. I can't control that shit. So. Yeah, I can't control how you see of me. Like, if I'm telling you off, like, I, you, no one tells someone off for no reason. Exactly. Like, exactly. I'm not sitting here getting mad because I'm, like, I want to waste my energy. Like, yeah. no, 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 no. You definitely did something and then... Girl, and then all your friends will be like, you need to calm down. Like, it's not even that serious. I'm like, but why did they get away with it? 
Exactly. Why did why did the person that always starts to get away with it and then become a quickly become the victim, like immediately? You can't fight her. Uh, and why? <laughs> and why? <laughs> I don't know. I no. don't know. And sometimes you know, um, it doesn't even get to that level. No. It, it just gets to like something being misconstrued at the smallest of like. Um, perception yeah and then from there on it just starts to avalanche and like mm-hmm. snowball into something that's like so far out of your reach but once it comes back to you you're like wow you're like i'm not Ooh. even gonna deal with that no like that's not me if you want to think that about me yeah if you want to go through that route of hating me that's you like yeah I, thing is once i'm done with the fight if i i don't think about you yeah that's, it's i'm already I, i'm done honestly like, even during the fight i don't even think we're fighting girl me, I'm sitting there like Dory just forgot. Like, oh, we got in an argument? When would that happen? Yesterday. Oh. So you must have lost. Because, yeah. <laughs> uh. Exactly. Because I don't remember that. I don't remember that fight. Um. But yeah, no, no. Um. That's. So. You would say that, um. You're definitely, uh. A little bit less of a petty person. And. Yeah, I'm not intentionally being petty. No. You know? No, I... I like, if I am, it's because I'm getting money somehow, or it's because I need to see the rest of the outcome. Okay. I feel like, you know, women in business... Yeah, women in business! ...have to do stuff that isn't so, um... Yeah. Nice. No, I... I think that people really need to get off this horse of everyone needs to be nice all the yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. It's unrealistic. And it's also unhealthy. Truly. Unhealthy. Also, if you're in a surrounding, uh, you know, if you're around an environment that's not really, like, for you, and people are being weird to you, yeah. why do I have to, like, maintain myself? Why do I have to, like, see how I'm coming off when you're literally saying crazy shit to me? Literally. And I'm just telling you to leave me alone. It's one of those, I, I don't get it myself, but also like at the end of the day, like, unless we're like fully like boxing, mm-hmm. the, once the argument is done, it's over. We've communicated now. Yeah. How can we get to the next step? Or are we both going to literally just like this, what this podcast is mm-hmm. literally sit there and be petty and get jabs at one another right. for like weeks for no reason. Yeah. And like, that's just like. That's stupid. <laughs> like it, it honestly it's just so much it's time consuming. It's like taking so much of the energy that you should be able to use for things that are important. Yeah. So what are some other hobbies that you get into? Like DJing. DJing. Not DJing being a hobby, but like Honestly this started as a hobby. Okay. For sure. I was like I'm just fucking around on my laptop. Um I would say like I'm trying to get into fashion, but right now it's more definitely a hobby. Okay. So I'm not, like, taking it as serious. Yeah. Because, honestly, it's a lot. But yeah. I want to take that on. Fashion's hard. Yeah. Fashion and, like, becoming someone's personal stylist. Like I, I thought about that, but I don't know if I could because that's just too bearing. Girl, when, yeah. Being a stylist, period, is hard. But, like, going with someone from store to store to store, spending hours with a person. Agonizing. Agonizing. It's Especially if you don't like somebody. Yeah. When you don't like someone, you got to work with them. It is literally the worst. Yeah. And would you, 
maybe that's a little bit too shady. What? I was, I was like, have you ever been in a situation where you have like had to work with someone that you really don't like? And oh. like, yeah, for sure. What was that like? Honestly, um, it's fine. I feel like if I don't like someone and we, and they don't like me, yeah. Then there's just a certain level of respect that we should have for each other as human beings, as yeah. people who are doing the same thing. Yeah. And also have a certain goal. Yeah. That we should be able to put this aside and be like, okay, this is a goal. There's something, there's an end result to this that needs to be done. Yeah. So we need to get it done. Exactly. So if you don't want to, then you're, you're flopping. Yeah. And you're not like, I mean, at that point, you're not an adult. Like, yeah, it's very immature. Yeah. If you can't sit there and work for someone that you don't like, like, and at the end of the day, I feel like I want to say at least 90% of the time you can get along with someone. Yeah, I agree. I've, I've never had a... That's not true. <laughs> I That was going to be a full lie that I was just going to say. Like, I've never been... I've never had a rivalry with someone the whole... Yes, I have. But, like, it's very hard. Yeah. Like, you have to be a very particular person for someone... Like, to not to not be like someone. Yeah. Uh, by someone. And, of course, like... Another thing we were just talking about earlier, like, you don't have to like everybody. Everyone doesn't have to like you. Like, it's unrealistic. That's also unrealistic. So unrealistic. Like, and some people just, and it's honestly worse when people want to be for everybody. Yeah. Like, that's weird to me. Like, for everything but for nothing. Girl, like, why do you, like, people were like, yeah, I have about like 120, like 100 friends. I'm like, how? Like that's suspicious. Like, of course you can have like a uh, hundred acquaintances. Yeah, but a hundred friends. Hundred friends. No, and like even like girl, I can barely handle ten. Max. Not alone. Girl. 100. Girl, and like that's just very interesting. And like, would you say that you're good at making friends? I feel like I'm good at making friends, but I wouldn't say um, keeping them is uh, another thing. I agree. Yeah, and like. I feel like people, there's, I don't know if you've ever gotten this before, but I mm. feel like people sometimes get their feelings hurt when they're not as close as they want to be. Like, have you ever been confronted by someone when they say like, you don't talk to me no more. Why don't you talk to me? Da, 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 da. And it's like, it's not that I don't want to. It's just, it's, it's not happening. Like, it's I don't know how to explain progression it. Of life. Exactly. And yeah. I feel like sometimes people just love to like, add this weird pressure to what, like, if it's going to happen, it's going to happen organically. There are mm. people that, like, were acquainted for me, like, a year ago that now are, like, my best friend. Yeah. Like, we just haven't gotten to that point yet, and if we're going to get to that point, we will, but if we won't, let's not force it. Yeah, I, exactly. I feel like with the relationships that I have now, I definitely let flourished. And yeah. honestly, I will say that depending on mental states and where I am, you know, some things are very... Um, different delegating under a different kind of state of mind yeah than it is um, in a more clear headspace um, but I will say the friendships that I have now I definitely am like mm -hmm. looking forward to blossoming and also have the intention on blossoming yes. alongside with them so I feel like I definitely intention with friendships is what matters would you say that like you're I've, I like in one of your a good spot like is this like a core that you're gonna have for a while you think I think so Nice. I think so. That's always nice. I'm kind of finding that a little bit too. And it's like, it's nice to get comfortable. Mm -hmm. I feel like when you're searching for friends, it is a process. It yeah. is a journey. It is yeah. not easy. Especially like when you first, 
first coming to voice first coming to voice town um me versus me now are completely different people because i didn't same. you didn't i didn't know who i was yeah same like and like i'm not gonna say that i'm like at 100 percent loaded but like at the mm-hmm. same time i'm like Definitely, I was definitely not that person. <laughs> yeah, I will say, I wouldn't say you definitely, I, I guess this is definitely me, like, talking about me through what you're saying. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure you had a sense of identity of who you were at that time. Yeah. It's just not as much as you have now. That's how I feel about how I was. Because we feel like um, being young queer people, I have to remember that for older people and older generations, yeah. that identity is something that they search for for, like, most of their life. Yeah. You know? I... Actually, talk about that a little bit more. What do you mean? I feel like um, we've already, um, for lack of a better word, like grew up with more of an identity than a lot of like older generations. Yeah, you know, kind of like how the generation after us is getting like so much like we were basically like the coming out the closet area era. Yeah, we had a lot of like one gay character a show, and so Mm -hmm. like it wasn't like. When we came out, it wasn't like as scary as the generation before us, and like this next generation, ever everyone's sure. bisexual, everyone's yeah. pansexual, love that, yeah. everyone's gender fluid. Yeah. I mean, it's true, like gender and sexuality are yeah. just spectrums. So like, yeah. I love it, and I think it's. I'm glad that we're finally going in a way, and in, in uh, we're finally going away in a route where people finally are becoming more accepting, at mm-hmm. least in the liberal areas. I'll say like in the red states, I feel like there's a weird pushback like in you you bring up florida and it's actually oh something God. that i'm gonna um put in the bio of this video mm-hmm. is if it's still um a thing being pushed um if the government has a governor still hasn't signed the bill yet mm-hmm. um but the don't say gay bill oh yeah that is really wild wild and like um i just feel like it puts so many queer people in danger and, like, if we let one state do it, it's like wildfire. Because, look, it literally happened in Texas, then it happened in Florida. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what's going to make it not happen in Alabama? Yeah. What's it not going to make it happen in most of the South? Yeah. Like, we need to make sure that we are paying attention. I know, like, everyone can get everyone can get caught up yeah. in, like, the, like, uh, uh, oh, being gay. Yeah, yeah, everyone's got their own problems. But you got to remember, like, it's super duper important to think about uh well at least i think this like the generation after us like yeah. i mean you're doing the same thing with uh every uh with uh making queer spaces now like mm-hmm. it's really important to make sure that we are protecting the rights that uh were also fought for us yeah because bitch my child i'm if i if i'll be so pissed if my child had to see any state with the don't say gay bill in it's wild i had a friend who was from florida um, who now live in New York, mm-hmm. um, and they were voicing their opinions on what they felt about the Don't Say Gay bill, mm-hmm. and how them knowing that they were a queer child and ended up identifying as trans and coming out, mm-hmm. um, that it would have been ten times worse, even in the generation that we were like raised in, where it was slightly more... Accepting. Accepting. Slightly yeah. more accepting. Um, than what it is going to now mm-hmm. I, it's just another added fear yeah. that's being instilled I 100% agree and with that we are going to take a quick break and be right back we're definitely going to get back into that see you in a second yeah it's so sad yeah 
And we are back. Hello, everyone. It's good to see y'all. Welcome back. Okay, but let's get into this last segment, sadly, and talk a little bit about what's coming up for you. What's next? So I have a few projects coming up. Um, I have a few mixes coming out. Okay. Um, so I have this trilogy okay. called Bottom Behavior. Yes! Um, and part three is going to come out for this mix series. Okay. Um, I'm going to release a mix for research and development, Okay. which is a collective here in Chicago. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then a few other things that are going to sprinkle in as a surprise, but we're definitely throwing more parties and more events. Mm-hmm. Um, and we have a company on the way. Okay. Yeah. Let me ask this. Um, for people that don't know what it is, what does it mean to have like a mix? Or is it like an album? Or does it feel more like that type of energy? Um, some would call it that. It's okay. Speci- uh, spe- especially people who are like producers and stuff like that. Okay. Um, it's more of a blend of a lot of the different kind of vibes okay. and genres of music that I like to play. Mm-hmm. It's pretty much like a set. Like if you go out to see a DJ, it's pretty yeah. much just like that set that they played, just recorded. Okay. And like put, put on out to the world. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. That's really exciting. I thing is I still like I know a little bit more now, of course. Mm-hmm. But like going into this interview, I knew of course the basics of DJing and what it mm-hmm. does, but like it's always nice to hear, hear the intricacies of, like, people's jobs. And, like, yeah. so will that be something that you play? Or is it something that, like, people will have to play in their homes? Or is it something that you're also going to play at the clubs, too? Um, I don't... I definitely play live when I'm, like, okay. at a event. Okay. But people definitely, like, play it on their own time. Okay. Whenever. They could play at my parties, too, you know? How do you feel about... DJs that don't play live. Um, Not to get shady, because I know this is your profession, but uh, I don't know. I think it's definitely sometimes it's given. Like let's just say like a really big festivals. Okay. Um, and there's like a bunch of like staging and production that's like set up to like work with certain like tracks or stuff like that. Okay. I feel like it's definitely sometimes warranted. But mm-hmm. if you're just playing a mix while you're like DJing and playing it off like you're mixing, just to get drunk. Girl, that's exhausting. That's a waste. That's tired. It's I, tired. And do you think you can tell the difference too between people? Like when you go to a club, do you always know when this is like, okay, this is a mix? And- um, honestly, I sometimes I don't. But recently, the only time I found out um, that someone wasn't playing live was when they were like, um, their mannerisms and their body language, or they're like supposed to be doing certain kind of like motions. Motions. Um, they weren't doing them, so I was like, this is. This isn't real. Oh, they're playing a track. That's interesting. That I mean, for I mean, my opinion is very like not valid. Mm -hmm. But like when I think about it, like I feel like it's kind of like lip syncing. Oh, but like not in the way of like an artistic form. It's very actually. I feel like it takes it it takes on different things. But like that's very interesting. I I I mean, of course, I knew there was a difference, but it's always. I always like to, you know, pry a little bit to see, yeah. like, you know, what you think. Because, you know, I, you gotta get, we gotta get a little bit messy on this. Just well, a touch. Um, what, who's a DJ that's inspired you? Um, someone who's actually really inspired me. Um, and also definitely, like, um, got me closer to the sound that I'm looking for, mm-hmm. like, for myself. Um, is Ariel. Ariel Zatina. Okay. 
Um, she's a trans icon DJ from Chicago. Okay, yeah. yes. Currently still like stomping the ground and making names. And you will have to, names. I'm probably going to text you about all the names mm-hmm. and uh, see what goes on from there. Okay. Because I really want to know, like, uh, so I can put their Instagrams on and really talk about them. Because I really want to make sure that we get everyone a shout out. Mm-hmm. And no, that's, no, I'm just really excited for, like, your future and, like, everything that's going to go on next. It's been truly, like I said earlier, like, truly a pleasure to have you on. It's so nice to have someone that really creates spaces for queer people because, Mm -hmm. like, we just don't get a lot of them. I don't know. We just don't get a lot of people that are actively doing that. Like, you are basically keeping a scene alive. And so are you. I feel like what you're doing here with this uh, podcast and what you're doing right now is definitely something that's also a niche that's also trying to get deeper into deeper yeah exactly community that i mean yeah basically i just kind of like i said get a little bit petty and then tell show queer people just living life yeah. and like i want the goal of this podcast is truly just to kind of like expand on that and like really like i don't know like i feel like there are just so many like bad straight podcasts that are so popular right now yeah and of course like a little bit of jealousy duh but at the same time, it's just like, why do, like, why does, the masses always have to hear that? Why they can't they just hear, like, queer people just get gathering and uh, going for, like, talking about their opinions, too, and it being valid as well? And, like, sometimes I feel like anger culture gets mm-hmm. so much. And I'm, I feel like I'm hitting a point now as, like, a, a POC individual where I'm like, I'm tired. Yeah. I'm tired of getting angry at people for not being woke. I'm, t- I'm just done. Yeah, exactly. So why just not do my own shit and do it for the girls? Yeah. And not worry about that. Exactly. And say your social media so we can get that all down that. Yeah, so on Instagram and Twitter, it's I am El Brujo. Yes. Um, honestly, all of it is I am El Brujo. Anywhere you want to find me. Lucky. Yeah. Lucky, lucky. <laughs> um, is there anything left you want to say to the audience? Um, thank you so much to you yeah. for having me on and yes. giving me an opportunity to be able to like talk about some things that have been on my channel. Good. I'm glad that I got to help you speak your mind, but also like, thank you for coming. I appreciate yeah, yeah. it. And um, if you haven't yet, don't forget to follow a little bit petty podcast on um, uh, Instagram and uh, TikTok, and follow me at Justin Petty Official on Instagram and TikTok. And leave a five-star rating, y'all. It really does help. Also, we have just made a Patreon, which is really fun. So if you haven't yet, don't forget to hit that button, click that Patreon, and there probably will be little ads that will just pop up. So thank y'all for listening, and I cannot wait to see y'all or hear y'all next time. Bye. Bye. See ya. Love it. Yes. Was that end the recording? Yeah. Yeah. This is a Like Genuinely production, produced and edited by yours truly, Justin Petty. And if you haven't yet, don't forget to subscribe to our Little Bit Petty Patreon, patreon.com slash a little bit petty. Again, patreon.com slash a little bit petty. Sorry it wasn't in the video this week, but we didn't record one because the other one, you know what, you don't need to know all that. But don't forget to subscribe. Can't wait to see you next time. Bye. Mwah.